The pair you are about to hear are not professionals. Their opinions and beliefs are not that. They are just two idiots that are spitting nonsense. Hello, guys. Uh, what's, up, what's, up, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's <laughs> up? Uh, Welcome to a very special. Well, not. No, it's it's, it's pretty special. special. It's special to us, you know. Uh, spitting spoilers today that we are doing, and you know, on spitting spoilers, we are going to spit spoilers. So, spoiler warning for season one of Invincible on Amazon yes. Prime. I don't think a lot of people know about this show, but it's become really popular now. It's on Amazon Prime. Yes. It is based on a comic called by the same name. An called Invincible. Invincible. About a teenager yeah. who just developed his powers, and his dad is the most powerful superhero on Earth. And then the comic just goes bad shit insane and becomes brutal, gory. It becomes an entire like, You could struggle. make it like the, the equivalency of a live action show would be The Boys. So if you yeah. guys like the boys, then you will love Invincible season one. And uh, I, I wanted to start this off with uh, some news that just came out yesterday. Uh, they have uh, greenlit seasons two and three of Invincible on Amazon Prime. So I figured that's exciting. There's no doubt because this show is so good. It sits at a whopping. Uh, what is it? A whopping 8.8 .8 out of 10 on IMDb, 96% of Rotten Tomatoes, and 90% of people like the show. So it's doing very, very well. And it, it, it's well worth it because it's it's 45-minute long uh, episodes that are all animated. Mm -hmm. uh, so you, I already enjoy it that much because it's animated. And plus the animation's really well done for what uh, they did with it. And... Uh, it really sticks to how the comic looks and whatnot, and I like how they're developing it. And it seems like each volume is going to be a season, and there is twelve volumes, so there could possibly this is this this is probably not not definite, but possibly be twelve seasons of Invincible, which would be really 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 cool. Um, Right, right. But I don't know what I don't know exactly what their plan is. But it's awesome to see that it's getting two more seasons because it's well, it, it deserves those two seasons. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, before before we go into like a car uh, uh, episode breakdown like we normally do, I'm gonna go over the cast list because this is an incredible cast list. Uh, yeah. To begin with, so uh, Stephen Yeun as Mark Grayson, aka Invincible, and you know him as uh, Glenn from The Walking Dead. Yep. Uh, J.K. Simmons as Nolan Grayson, a.k.a. Omni-Man. So that's an epic voice right there. Sandra Oh as Debbie Grayson. Uh, Zazie Beats as Amber Bennett. Uh, Jillian Jacobs as Adam Eve. Uh, Jason Manzukis as Rex Splode. Zachary Quinto <laughs> as Robot. Uh, and then some of the Guardians of the Globe characters, uh, Ross Marquand as the Immortal and Aquarius, 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 whatever. Uh, Lauren Cohan as War Woman, Sonequa Martin Green as Green Ghost, Lenny James as Darkwing, uh, Michael Cudlitz as Red Rush, Chad L. Coleman as Martian Man, and then some of the supporting characters actually surprise me. You know what I mean? That's where you get like the features. Mark Hamill actually plays Art Rosenbaum, the superhero suit creator. Uh, Walton Goggins as Cecil Sedman, uh, the director of the Global Defense Agency. Um, Kevin Michael Richardson as the Mahler twins. Seth Rogen as Alan the Alien. Uh, Clancy Brown as Damian Darkblood. Uh, Marshala Ali as Titan. Uh, Andrew Rennells as William Clockwell, Mark's best friend. Gray Ezra Griffin. Was in this show. What? Ezra Miller was in this show. Was he? He was D.A. Sinclair, the guy who created the robots. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, no. Look, John Hamm is Steve. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, what else do we have here? Jaimon Hansu as uh, Martian Emperor. Like, I love Jaimon Hansu. Uh, you reckon, you'd recognize him. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Roland, the guy who literally voices and has created Rick and Morty, was also in this. Yeah. Played a few things. Like, there's a big casting for this because they really put love and effort and they really want like, to Like, it's it's such good cast list. That's a, that I just really wanted to touch down on that. Like, they really cared about the voices and how they came across. Yeah, and I and this is just the beginning because I know they're Seth rogan and evan goldberg who are both ex- executive producers on the show one of so, like five by the way <laughs> yeah the producing writing and directing the live action version of this film which will come out at some point but it's gonna have a, a different cast so that's for sure yeah because. but it's I, it better be just as brutal oh it's going to you know it's going to. it's gonna be There's fucking no fantastic way. uh yeah so without further ado i think we've hyped this up enough let's get into the episode breakdowns uh, so episode one's titled It's About Time. Uh, this is pretty much like the setup episode, you know what I mean? Like your typical, like... Very nice. The, it, it's a very nice setup until the, like the last five minutes, and then yeah. that's when you get the tone of the actual show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, when hulking villainous scientists, the Mahler twins, attack the White House, they are repelled by the Guardians of the Globe and Nolan Grayson as Omni-Man. Uh, Nolan's son, Mark, who is waiting for his powers to emerge, goes to school and defends classmate Amber Bennett from Bully Todd, who retaliates by punching Mark to the ground until Amber saves him. Later, Mark's superpowers finally emerge as he's finishing work. And uh, yep. this is a good scene where he just, like, tosses the fucking trash bag trash. into space. <laughs> and I was like, he's oh, like, God. That's neat. <laughs> right. That, he's like, that's pretty cool. Uh, and he finishes work to tell his parents at dinner. Uh, while Nolan is initially uncertain, he be he still begins to train Mark on how to use them. However, wishing to emphasize the severity of being a superhero, Mark is caught off guard by his father punching too hard, <laughs> feeling hurt yeah. emotionally and physically, which is like, you know, that, that was just a teaser of what's to come. Uh, it, was a teaser, it was a good lesson, but the thing is, the way he portrayed that lesson was very off-putting. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, you could, really you could just tell. It was foreshadowing exactly what was to come. Yeah, yeah, like quite literally. But uh, feeling hurt emotionally and physically, Mark blows off steam by stop stopping a robbery in a homemade suit. After a heart to heart with his father, Nolan takes Mark to meet superhero suit tailor Art Rosenbaum, who's voiced by Mark Hamill, which is you yep. know he's amazing, uh, who creates a proper super suit for Mark, choosing to call himself invincible. Uh, later, Nolan entraps the Guardians and viciously kills them all before falling unconscious from sustaining damage from their resistance. Yeah, so, through the first episode, it's all nice and It's stuff. nice, it's like, it's like, oh, it's your high school, you know, basic, like, yeah. sky-high fucking, you know, like... Yeah, pretty much. That, yeah, it um, gives you major sky-high vibes, and, uh, just it changes on a dime dude like there's like fucking people being ripped in half like fucking just all of a sudden you know to go on a murder spree and kill the guardians of the globe which is basically the off-brand justice league essentially yeah but like in the sense that he crushes the the off-brand flash who is called red rush his head basically explodes in his hands yeah he cuts through no, he takes he takes War Woman's mallet and smashes Aquarius over the head. He uh-huh. takes Darkwing and basically takes him by the leg and and just splatters him on. The, it's it's a lot of gore. Yeah, like, it's a, a lot of gore. It's a lot of yeah. gore. And it, like it, these, these characters are only relevant for really the first episode. <laughs> like that's it. There's a lot of characters that die in this show. Like yes, a surprising a amount. Like, but uh, moving on to episode two, it's called Here Goes Nothing. Uh, the clandestine global defense agency nurses a comatose Nolan in their secret hospital, but fail to revive the guardians. So director Cecil Stedman informs Mark and his mother, Debbie and extra dimensional as extra dimensional aliens called the Flaxons attack. Uh, Mark helps the teen team hold off their forces until the Flaxons rapidly age and retreat. See, I like this episode, like, uh, yeah. with, with like the time distortion, uh, cause like every time they would come back like three days later, it, they'd be like another, like a hundred years yeah. into their future, like, cause um, they age at a different rate, yeah. but it, and- what, no, go ahead. Oh no! Uh, I was I was gonna keep up with what you were saying about like the flax and yeah, that was really cool. I like that idea because it was all about tachyon particles, which is like 
a theory of how time works in our universe. Right. And the thing is also this show, the episode really gets brutalized and starts going into the tone of what the last five minutes of the first episode was. Right. Because it, they, they really just bust right into it. Like, yeah. uh, with yep. the title screens. Oh, we have to talk about those. So like yeah. every, every time that the title screen comes on, like it doesn't have like an intro song or anything. Every time that they say invincible, like it like flashes onto the invincible screen and then adds like blood <laughs> and, yeah. it, and the, in the, in the, uh, tag gets more and more bloody as the season goes on. <laughs> the last the, the last, last one, one. Like, oh, i was like jesus oh christ <laughs> yeah i thought that was a cool that was a cool uh little you know yeah, nod yeah. towards uh how the story was going to progress but yeah. i digress uh so teen team later the robot deduces this was due to time dilation uh difference between the flaxen's homeworld and earth like we were saying uh as mark recognizes adam eve uh, as a classmate, Samantha Eve Wilkins, they share their identities and become friends. Uh, the Flaxons return with anti-aging technology, but Mark and the teen team destroy them, forcing another retreat. The Flaxons return once again and nearly succeed until a recuperated Nolan forces them back to their homeworld, where he devastates their planet in retaliation before returning as news broke uh, of the Guardian's deaths. He doesn't devastate the planet. No, he obliterates the planet. He yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I think maybe that taste for blood like just kind of got to him. You know what yeah. I mean? Because that was like the most recent thing that happened before he like really switched as a character. <laughs> you know what I mean? And not switch like this was something that was building up and then right 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 earth it really changed him as a person but then eventually he snapped back to what he originally was programmed to essentially do right uh which we get to um uh meanwhile mark skirmishes with alan the alien uh intent on testing earth's defenses calling a time out uh to talk and learning alan's mission mark corrects his misunderstanding of earth for another planet uroth <laughs> <laughs> uh alan leaves bidding a friendly farewell uh concurrently demon detective damien darkblood which i love that name by the way oh, like yeah, damien so darkblood uh investigates the guardian's death for cecil theorizing the killer was among the heroes he's like a he's like a fat hellboy pi <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's literally exactly what he fat hellboy pi that's like the best description of him like yeah. uh but moving on to episode three it's called who you call an ugly uh after a televised funeral, the Graysons attend the Guardian's private burial with their loved ones, where Darkblood questions Nolan privately and hints at his suspicions. Cecil commissions Robot to form a new Guardian's roster of his choosing, given his handling of the Flaxen invasions. So, Robot emerges the teen team with Monster Girl, Black Samson, and Shrinking Ray. However, Eve immediately quits, still resentful of her teammate. Uh, boyfriend Rex Splode having caught him cheating with teammate Duplicate after returning from the funeral. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that that was, was a very interesting... It was very bad because Rex Splode was jealous that uh, Adam Eve was basically hanging out with Mark, a.k.a. Invincible, too much. And he just got jealous and thought, okay, we're done, I guess. So I'm gonna go hang go uh, fuck another chick. And yeah, It was her really... teammate. Their teammate. Like, yeah, so but I don't blame... I don't blame her for uh, the issue, though. Like, Kate, Kate probably didn't even know that they were... Right, right. She's a high school girl. What do you expect? Like, her to yeah. not talk to anybody that she goes to school with? And then finding out that she goes to school with somebody who also has superpowers, who's also a superhero, is also a big, you know, uh, reason to talk to him. And I don't... Yeah. Like, I think that she, like, might like him, you know what I mean? But she knows that she's uh -huh. still dating Rex. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. think Rex Eve is a bad, a bad person. Yeah. yeah, Rex went out of his way to fuck it over. So, yeah. essentially, yeah, it, it, not only does the show deal with, like, a lot of stuff, it deals with a lot of, like, relationship and actual real-life things that people can deal with. Yeah, but it's not oversaturated, like, no, with, the, with, oversaturated. The, with the romance. In fact, if it's oversaturated with anything, it's gore, and I like that. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, uh, yeah, no complaints for me. Uh, so when Mark gets Amber's number, he sets up a study date, which gets interrupted for an hour, <laughs> a whole hour. He left her. Oh, <laughs> he just I left know. her in the room in a, for an hour. I know. Uh, I know that so was bad. so bad. 
uh, to help Eve stop Doc Seismic from attacking Mount Rushmore, which was a pretty funny scene. He was just like, I'm going to rearrange their faces and like cracked all their faces off. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> but Seismic can basically, uh, we don't even explain, it doesn't even explain the characters. But no, like, not really. Doc Seismic is an enemy that is able to control quakes, basically seismic quakes. Yeah, but he's uh, like been driven insane. Like, oh yeah, he's been driven insane because the the, the bracelet, the, yeah. the bracelet, where basically caused brain damage when every he time uses- that he would use the power. Yeah, so like that was fucking nuts. But uh, despite <laughs> despite waiting, Amber still stays for the date. Uh, when Rex tries apologizing to Eve, she refuses to accept and goes to find Mark, discovering him with Amber and leaves unnoticed. Like, so she went to go to her friend that could possibly be her boyfriend, and he was already in bed with some other girl. And I remember she was standing there, and she was like, good for you, Mark, and then flew away. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I didn't sense malice from her. I didn't sense malice. I didn't sense hate. I, I didn't sense... She was probably upset that, like, it didn't, like, it didn't progress further. For right, her. right, for her. Uh, but uh, she she stayed out of the way, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that, that's, the, that's probably the right thing to do. Right. She, it, it goes to show her robot. testament of character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like The wrong thing to do is what Robot does in the next scene. Um, <laughs> With Robot's unseen help, the Mahler twins escape from their GDA prison, though one sacrifices the other. Uh, when Dark Blood questions Debbie, he finds Nolan shared little with her. This encounter leaves her suspicious of Nolan, who senses Dark Blood's lingering presence from the cold. <laughs> like, because yeah. uh, every time he would leave, uh, it would all of a sudden get really cold in the room. Uh huh. Even though he would heat up. I don't think we explained the Mahler twins either. They're basically two big blue dudes who can't tell apart who's the clone. Uh, right there's no original they've cloned themselves so many times that uh they don't even know like who came first no yeah they really it's such a, i like these tropes i really love the tropes that they put they use for superheroes in this because like it 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 shows that the powers are there but like they also can be curses as well um right yeah. right with monster girl's ability she can turn into a monster but every time that she does she ages backwards Right, uh, right. Yeah. Everybody like, has their like. own. Yeah, everybody has their own thing. But yeah. uh, moving on to episode four, it's called Neil Armstrong, Eat Your Heart Out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> angry that the GDA has not caught the Guardian's killer yet, Red Rush's widow, Olga, hires Debbie to sell her house so she can return to Moscow. Cecil asks Nolan to protect the first man mission to Mars, but the latter refuses, citing his responsibilities protecting Earth. Or so we think. Uh, so, yeah. so Mark volunteers. Uh, despite a successful landing, Mark's inattentiveness, he fell asleep, by the way. That's not just inattentiveness. Yeah, like, the dude idiot. fell asleep on Mars. Like, what the hell? Uh, allows Martians to abduct, abduct the astronauts. The Martian Emperor orders the execution to present the parasitic sequids from re- reaching Earth and destroying the universe. Mark has- hastily uh, evacuates the astronauts to the shuttle, failing to realize a Martian had replaced one of them. Uh, (laughs) Lich is going to have repercussions later. Uh, Uh Meanwhile, as Nolan and Debbie vacation in Rome to rekindle their relationship, he manipulatively regains her trust with half-truths. Cecil realizes Nolan is the killer, but cannot act until he deduces the latter's motive. Knowing he will not drop the case, Cecil banishes Dark Blood to hell. Uh, Unaware that the detective hid his notepad in Debbie's closet... As the surviving Mauler twins begin cloning uh, himself, Robot monitors his progress and methods before stealing a DNA sample from Rex to uh, present to his real self, the deformed Rudy Connors. So, yeah, that was was a big reveal uh, because, you know, the entire time you kept getting bad vibes from Robot, you know what I mean? Like, Robot was just... What? Yeah, I'm. I'm. We. It goes later into like robot and then all that stuff like with it. Yeah. But like intentionally, I think like he was put off to look like a villain, and and then it it's it switches. But we'll we'll get to that. Right, right, right. Like I mean, they put him up like a villain. Like in uh, episode, yeah, starting from like episode three or four, like they started making him look worse and worse. When it it comes to real like fruition, that he's like a deformed little kid in a fucking formaldehyde jar. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Like. 
what the fuck? But uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but and, but uh, yeah. Thing, what another thing? Another thing I wanted to notice on is how Nolan is manipulative. Like Nolan himself is very very smart. Oh, he's the smartest man on the planet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just like he's he's lived for hundreds of years already. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and. Uh, like he said this is just a, a a blip in his life but we'll 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 touch more on that in a little bit but uh yeah, yeah. so uh, episode 5 that actually hurt after Debbie find Dark Blood's notepad in her closet, uh, her lingering suspicions return, and she locates Nolan's bloodied super suit while he's away, which wasn't hidden very well, may I add. He's just he's just that confident, you know what I mean? That his wife is too stupid to realize, you know? Pretty much. I mean, yeah, it shows like, like he he's just he's just confident. He's he's on this shit, you know. But uh, after Black Samson lectures his teammates on neglecting civilians due to their end fighting, which is a good, you know, thing. I'm yes. happy that Black Samson's there for them. Uh, Black Ro- what? Black Samson's a great character. It's just a guy who, who had powers and then lost them. Well, then uh, he gets them back. He gets them back in this episode, yes. Yeah. Uh, Robot secretly approaches the restored Mahler twins with a job offer. Meanwhile, Mark promises to help Amber at a soup kitchen she volunteers at to to recompensate her for his activities as Invincible. That made him late uh, by an hour. He left in the middle of that date from that episode ago. Yeah. And she was upset, so uh, he must also help a superpowered thug titan defeat his boss, Machine Head, who predicted their attack and hired multiple villains for security. And this for is where security. this is fucked. the 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 end ep- <laughs> The end of this episode is fucked. But uh, yeah, the the guardians arrive to help, but are overwhelmed and brutalized by Thok, the Battle Beast. It's a, it's a white it's a white tiger man yeah with a, with a mallet and he fucking brutalizes all of them every single like, one of them like he, ripping them he, in half like poor monster girl dude like i thought i thought she wasn't gonna make it you know i thought she was gonna fucking die because i was like oh god her head's gonna like get smashed in just yeah like but everybody that. else like got ripped in half and shit and like uh yeah. this is where a bunch of characters died also yeah. But uh, uh, the GDA arrests Machine Head and uh, Medivac Mark and the others, allowing the Titan to take uh, over Machine Head's operation, <laughs> which is which is we just didn't. like background information that you thought like didn't really matter, but like you could tell this is gonna have later consequences in the series. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, you you know you took a bad guy out and then replaced him with somebody else. Every co- character you kind of meet kind of shows up in like back in the show not, and and stuff like that as like later characters or later things that are gonna happen that of course Mark is gonna have to deal with. Uh, one thing I did want to touch on is how Thok fucking brutalized Mark, where he basically uh smashed in his stomach and i think snapped his spine it yeah, felt like he like, like he like snapped his spine it was crazy yeah. like he was just op yeah. as fuck but yeah. um eve also volunteers alongside amber uh needing direction after quitting being a superhero after like a big blowout with her dad and stuff oh. you know her dad doesn't want her to be a superhero because he, I, I get it. He's worried for sake, but he also, the way he acted about it was such disrespect. It was such a disrespect. Right. It was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she leaves when Cecil calls her about Mark's hospitalization. Elsewhere, GDA scientists test samples of Mark's blood, discovering the cells are invulnerable to every lethal test they run. <laughs> so, yeah, that's just, it, it's not good. You know, it's not looking too good. Uh, episode six, you kind of look dead or you look kind of dead. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you kind of look dead, but, uh, humbled by his week long recovery, Mark makes amends with Amber before both, uh, both accompany his best friend, William on a weekend visit to upstate university, which is like a funny, like upstate university you don't know where they are, but it's just upstate, you know, it's, it's funny because it's supposed to be the college. I know. Like it's, I just thought it was clever the way that they named it, but, uh, to see his ex-boyfriend Rick Sheridan. So like plot reveal, you know, like William, his best friend is gay, 
you know, yeah. so I thought that was a good uh, inclusion there. They uh, don't force I like how they just don't Yeah, force I know, it. they don't force it. They just, like, push it like it's normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's exactly the direction that we need to be going in in 2021. But I digress. However, one of uh, mad scientist D.A. Sinclair's cyborg experiments escapes and fights Mark before killing himself. He threw himself like on a fucking, he, he like looked at himself in the, in the water or something like that, realized who he was and then threw himself on a fucking spike to kill himself. And, and they keep in mind, this robot get, makes fart keep up a fight. Like it's not an easy fight. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not an easy fight. Yeah. We'll definitely include that. But, uh, during which William deduces Mark's identity. Uh, Amber breaks up with Mark due to his absence during the cyborgs rampage. And he sacrifices reconciliation to rescue William from Sinclair. Uh, seeing Rick converted into a cyborg, <laughs> William's yeah. pleas for help uh, enable Rick to overcome his alter alteration to help Mark win. Even though uh, the the guy, uh, D A Sinclair, yeah, D A Sinclair's uh, cyborg. He said he was going to take out, like, the part of the brain that had all those feelings and stuff, yet William was still able to overcome Rick's programming. I thought that was I, pretty cool. I I think I think Rick was able to overcome it. I think because, like, you can't really take out, like, the full emotion of what the brain is because, like... You right, you can't, you can't pinpoint exactly where a feeling is. Exactly, yeah. So, like, it's really hard. But the thing is about these robots is that they're strong like it really strong yeah they're they're pretty fucking strong not gonna lie yeah. uh, they will take mark easily almost putting pinning him to the ground yeah and, and tapping his neck and then but like mark basically takes both of them out and then punches da sinclair across the jaw and breaking it yeah yeah that was crazy uh following sinclair's arrest cecil takes an interest in his technology which overwhelmed mark's physiology uh yeah which was pretty cool, you know, cause that does pay off. Uh, meanwhile, Debbie has Rosenbaum examine Nolan's bloodied suit, confirming Nolan killed the guardians. There was blood in different splatter patterns all over yeah. the fucking suit, like of everybody's yeah. different kind of blood. Uh, both fearfully agree to stay silent, but the revelation sends Debbie into a drunken depression and her confronting Nolan. She screamed in his face and said, I yeah, know what you did. Screaming. Yeah. And drunk then, off wine that she was she was drinking probably through the entire day yeah uh, yeah yeah uh having studied her biology beforehand robot gathers magical ingredients to heal monster girl while the mauler twins continue to grow a body for robot they also exhume immortal's corpse planning to resurrect him as their enthralled bodyguard should robot betray them concurrently uh, Eve is inspired by Amber to skip college and use her powers in direct humanitarian endeavors. Doesn't Immortal wake back up at the end of this episode and run off? Or is that at the at beginning of the seventh episode? That might be at the beginning of the seventh episode. Yeah, but like uh, you can tell that Robot is has like these actual emotions towards monster because robots not a robot he's human he's right just like a right human. he's not actually a robot he just wanted everybody to think he was a robot yeah pretty much uh but yeah <laughs> everything is really tying together oh at this time also robot talks to the Mauler twins and he gives them the blood i don't know why it doesn't explain this he gives them the blood and it, this was like i think oh yeah rex's rex's blood yeah. yeah he gives rex's blood to the Mauler twins and tells them hey create this um body for me <clears throat> and i will reward you handsomely with something i cannot remember exactly what it was yeah yeah uh, i think he was just waving whatever in front of their face whatever you want i'll get it yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah but um episode seven is titled we need to talk uh after debbie relocates to the gda uh cecil explains the truth before both witnesses uh nolan kill cecil's associate donald ferguson and several gda agents in a house that was spying across from his house and he just fucking yeah. killed them you know uh but Donald Ferguson looks like the fat version of the fucking guy from The Conjuring in the Insidious movies, the dad. You know who Patrick I'm talking Yeah, like Patrick Wilson. He looks like fat Patrick Wilson. But, uh, funny. 
Anyway, adding a neural link upgrade, the Rudy clone reluctantly euthanizes the progenate, progenitor. progenitor. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so the Rudy clone is essentially what Rudy, Rudy Connor, which we already talked about his robot's real name. Mm-hmm. He created this clone of Rex when he was a teen and took his body, but the Mauler twins put inside this chip or something that would control them for him. Yeah, they, no, 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 like, they added a bunch of extra shit, and then he was just like, yeah, everything's cool here, except for all this extra shit that you added. Once you remove that, and you add this neural link, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk business, you know what I mean? Yeah. So they added the neural link upgrade for him, and, uh... They paying and betraying the Maulers. The new Rudy leaves for the Guardian's uh, summons. So essentially, like that that whole sentence just there was a big ass fight <laughs> between the Mauler yeah. brothers and uh, Rudy and his new neural uplink that involved several robots that he already had built. It was like it was like Ultron shit. You know what I mean? Like I was just Pretty like, oh god, yeah. oh god, because <laughs> the bodies kept appearing. You know what I mean? Yeah, they did. Almost and, like that. Yeah. Almost like that scene from X Men: Days of Future Past when all those fucking robots were trying to break into the room, like kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like kind of like that. But uh, those were the vibes I was getting. Uh, where did I leave off? He explains. Yeah, he explains himself to the team uh, who are taken aback by Rudy's revelations before uh, learning the truth of Omni Man and realize their predecessors' fates. So they're all like, yeah, everybody died before us. And uh, this was a funny interaction between uh, Rudy and Rex (laughs) because uh, he (laughs) stole his body. Why did you take my body? Right. Why my body? (laughs) Yeah. He's like, this is not okay. This is not okay. And he's just like, it's what's done is done, man. (laughs) What is done? It's my teenager body. Like that. It's crazy. Just think about it. if you saw yourself as a like as a, as like a twelve year old and standing in front of you, but it's not you. I don't know. <laughs> right, that's creepy. I don't like that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Cecil buys time by talking to Nolan before retreating to deploy Sinclair's Reanimin and a modified kaiju to kill him. Uh, so the reanimate actually did a pretty good, decent job of beating him up. Like, uh, if they had more, you know, that it would have been way worse off for Nolan, you know, it would have been quantity over, over, over how much power, right. Over raw power of one individual. Uh, although all of them were powerful and then they removed the pain receptors from this kaiju. Like, so it was just like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to kill Nolan. And then Mark got in the way and I was just like, fuck. Like, jeez. Mark, Mark, why'd you do that? Uh, Mark seeks Eve's wisdom, but she sternly criticizes his selfish behavior. When the two intercept Nolan's fight with the kaiju, Cecil calls Eve to abandon Mark and rendezvous with the Guardians, which was for her own safety, because, like, that's fucked up. Uh, Just as the Maulers revive Immortal, he flies off to battle Omni-Man and avenge his team's massacre, while Mark narrowly subdues the kaiju. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So that's where he came Immortal from. Basically, immediately wakes up screaming. Yeah. Saying, He's like, no, "I'm no. gonna fucking kill Omni Man" or some yeah. shit like that. And I was like, "Oh god!" Like, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Immortal's pretty strong. You know what I mean? Like he he can definitely yeah. hold his own, but he still he still of human flesh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's where he is not very good, well off with Omni-Man. But uh, Omni-Man, uh, he's there to kill Omni-Man and avenge his team's massacre. Uh, while Mark narrowly subdues the kaiju, uh, yeah. news choppers capture Omni-Man killing Immortal in a live global broadcast before Nolan finally asks to talk to a bewildered Mark. So that's, He rips him in half. He rips him in half, yeah, and his guts yeah. are just fucking sitting there. Um, so, which brings us to the final episode, which was the one that we just watched today and today's Friday, but this will be coming up on Saturday, which would be tomorrow. So we watched this yesterday. <laughs> yeah, we watched this yesterday in, in, in the span of when you're listening to this today, which this was recorded. Yes. Timey-wimey. Timey-wimey, loopy-whoopy, whatever. Yeah. Episode eight is called Where I Really Come From, and it, that's literally what the episode's about, you know? Uh-huh. 
Uh, so this is an incredible episode. Like this is one of the best examples of a season finale. I didn't feel like I was gypped of any information, but I still um, wanted more. You know what I mean? I wanted, I like the, the entire thing is a build up to like this big action sequence as well as like leading up to the truth of who Nolan is and where he comes from. And then it really shows Mark developing fully as the character he is for the rest of the series. I can see that. Yeah. And it also ties up loose ends and leads and into- right leads like all the all the ends that you were thinking about like yeah. i they covered all my bases you know yeah, what i mean like, like okay this really makes me excited because now they have these these more stories they can create and build on to and it's just i really like it but getting into the episode like yes. it nolan finally reveals that uh, of where he really came from instead of coming to uh help the humans and develop them, make them better as human beings and stuff like that. He came to basically infiltrate uh, <laughs> and conquer, <laughs> conquer for the Viltrumite Empire. So you find some- it right. You find out that the Viltrumite Empire is made of the best of the best Viltrumites. So they did a Thanos, but it wasn't a snap, and it was more of like a giant Thunderdome. Oh. And <laughs> they, they like everybody killed each other until half of the population was gone, and leaving the top fifty percent. Uh, for their own utopia, essentially. Yeah. Like like I said, the Thanos snap, they got rid of 50% of their they fucking kind of, population by they kind savage of murders. Own, yeah, they kind of went through their own version of eugenics in the sense that they uh, got rid of... Uh, natu- not natural selection, yeah, eugenics. They modified their gene pool to be the strongest and most powerful, and then after that, they're like, okay, we're just gonna go to these other planets. Right, right, them. and then so they're, they're planet conquerors, and they've there's a, there's a whole coalition that's against completely viltrumite behavior and uh-huh. uh like uh it, it really teases mark joining like the 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 coalition you know what i mean coalition as well as like the viltrumite empire uh it shows that they go around and if no one joins if someone doesn't like to join them they basically they just, just kill them yeah, they destroy the planet. And that's basically Nolan's idea. If they do not want to join us, then they then shall Then they perish. die. He he, he said, they're, they're either going to join us or die. That's, he literally yeah. said that. And I was just like, oh, oh. Yeah, they're weak. <laughs> yeah, they're weak. Like, exactly. He, ha- he has a, a very severe uh, <laughs> uh, masculinity complex. <laughs> yeah. And it really shows because he effortlessly outmatches and brutalizes Mark and punches him. No, yeah. he punches him to Chicago, like miles away. Yeah, he he throws like, him oh, all the way out to Chicago and explodes the fuck out of Chicago, slaughtering yeah. thousands of people to teach his son a lesson. And uh, during one of these scenes, like me and <laughs> me and Zach were like the subway, <laughs> bro, the subway so scene. Cool. It like literally, he was just fucking used as like a weapon to just decimate fucking thousands of people. Like it, it's just so fucked up to see that he had no. absolutely no control that his dad was just using him as a pawn to kill thousands of people yeah, basically to teach him the lesson that these people are worthless and meaningless and that your life basically you'll live for, for he's like thousands. these are, these people are just meat balloons really yeah, like the spec in your life and he said that his mom was a pet Yes, a pet in his eyes, as well as she is a speck in his lifetime that he will probably forget. And like that's a, that's a that's just a, a a blow, a like a heartbreaking blow to not just Debbie but Mark himself. Oh yeah, yeah. He said he said, oh fine, you don't want to join me? I can just go have another kid. Seventeen years. Seventeen years. years. Right. What's seventeen years to me? It's nothing. Yeah. Like it's nothing. Yeah. And then we see. Like, he's about he's to deliver the final blow and then he does like this flashback which makes him stop you yeah. know because, uh, like i said during his time on earth he definitely grew as a as a person he grew into what humans are known for is and it's really shown through this thing that like it's it's the love that he's definitely it. changed you know uh but as, so, yeah yeah uh, so yeah. Nolan flashes back to Mark's childhood and relents, and it's just about him being more human and Debbie explaining humanity in the way that uh, seeing the joy in his son's eyes, like, doesn't that make you want to feel that? And, uh, like, it, it was just a really good example of human behavior. 
and uh, he reflects on what he's done, looks at the blood on his hands, looks at his son's fucking teeth, which grew back, by the way, which because like there was a whole scene where his teeth flew out of his head because his dad was punching his fucking face so hard. Like, uh, which I, I was wondering the whole time if his teeth was going to grow back. Like, I was sitting there, I was like, are, are his teeth going to grow back? That was the first question that I had as soon as they came out. Like, uh, he, he was going to whistle for the rest of the series. He, yeah, he's going to whistle. <laughs> he's going to sound like Herbert the Pervert for the rest of the series. <laughs> After reflecting on what he's done, uh, Nolan tearfully flies off Earth. And that's the first time I've seen him cry. Really, uh, truly cry, truly like, cry. Act, yeah, have, like have, actually have, from being sad and not for show, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Guardians and Eve mobilize to aid Chicago's relief efforts. Uh, Cecil helps Devi and Mark by falsifying Nolan's civilian death in a gas explosion, and his book royalties able to keep them financially afloat. Uh, devastated Debbie shares a drink with Rosenbaum, also hurt since Nolan's betrayal. Uh, while Mark and Amber restart their relationship after his two-week recovery. Uh, as she and William learn Eve is also a superhero, Cecil sends Mark to intercept an approaching UFO. It's actually Alan the Alien, where we find out a lot more information that expands the universe of this. <laughs> so uh, Mark updates him on the events of the past few months. Uh, and Alan apologizes for not giving Mark forewarning about the Viltrumites. But with Nolan's abandoning Earth, Alan once warns that a Viltrumite fleet will come for Earth, though he thinks about uh, that Nolan fleeing his post and Invincible's involvement could help the Coalition stop Viltrumite expansion. Uh, which is like a big, big, you know... <laughs> uh, villain is essentially what they're, what they're alluding to. Yeah, yeah, like it's just... Uh, it's like a Klingon attack, you know? <laughs> That's essentially <laughs> like they're going to come in. You aren't going to see them coming because of their cloaking devices. And just they're going to be there. And your whole planet's going to go to hell. And you're going to be the only one who makes it off because you're the only fucking Viltrumite on the planet, you know? Um, but, you know, besides this, despite that uh, uh, very frightening situation, uh, Mark, like, actually smiles. You know, and I was, I was just like, damn, like if he can, if he could do that, uh, after yeah. hearing all of that, you know what I mean? Like, it, like in the same way, All Might always smiles, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he, like he, he's going to make a great superhero. It's, it's the hope that he can actually do something, but he knows that he has to, at, at first, he has to start with the small things, which he says he's going to go back and finish, of course, high school. Right. Uh, and then the Mahler, and then it goes through the rest of the characters. So the Mahler twins of, are are arrested. Again, Immortal is said to be re resuscitated by the GDAA. Villainous forces from the recent yeah. So throughout for each episode, there is a vil, like a, a a small antagonist that happened. But they, at the end of this episode, they go back and reconnect with the where those stories left right off, with all the stories them. left off. So like. Yeah. Uh, Titan took the place of Machine Head, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and uh, so he's going to be like the new big bad villain. I don't know if he's going to be big and bad or if he's actually going to be good, you know what I mean? But like an anti-hero. Right, an anti-hero, but not necessarily evil, you know what I mean? Evil, just doing evil deeds to progress better for himself and his family. Right. Uh, and then it goes back to showing Thok, the battle beast, coming back in. And yeah, and the uh, and oh, and the Sequid taking over yeah. the planet, uh, yeah. uh, Mars, yeah. I think, right? And then also having uh, the Flaxen still alive, apparently. Mm -hmm. Uh, like it's just it leads up to these stories that you thought were ended and and one offs, but like they're more continuations, and it's building on to this universe that they're creating, and I really really like that. It's good world building. And yeah. I really oh, uh, and Cecil has D A Sinclair mass produce Reanimen as a Viltrumite yes. countermeasure, yes. which is fucking good. awesome. Good. Good. But that's not gonna hold up, you know what I mean? Like you're gonna have to you're gonna have to raise the power of those superheroes. Like they need Thok. They need Thok against Viltrumites, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> Give him catnip. I think he'll enjoy it. <laughs> uh, His eyes just dilate and he just like fucking like lights up with lightning, you know what I mean? Like you, you hold a feather toy in front of him. Right. He starts purring. 
Uh, one thing I did, I don't think we mentioned, was like when we said the subway scene. I don't think we ever explained what the subway scene. Was. Oh yeah, the subway scene. Subway. So <laughs> it's probably the most brutal scene I've ever seen in a show. Uh, the boys has brutal scenes, but this was just like this is a, this is equivalent to the whale, but bigger. Yeah. <laughs> the whale scene from the boys. It was like that, but like more blood. So Nolan takes Mark by the head. And throws him into the into Chicago subway, killing a few people. Uh-huh. And then there's one coming subway train to coming towards it. He takes him by the by the bait by the back of the head, lifts him up so he's looking straight at the train and holding him. And he just lets him plow through that as the subway train's coming towards them. And he's ripping the the subway train like a fucking hole right in the middle. But it's like it's it's like flies on the windshield. You know what I mean? Karen, like it's. Buddy. It's it's like the butterfly stuck in your grill of the car. You know what I mean? Like that that's like the that's like the only way that I can put it. Like and then yeah. at one point he like throws him against the ground which makes the fucking train fly up and then the train kills even more people on the platform. Like Oh my god, so much death. So I know. much death. And it it's just show, goes to show that like even in this show humans do not matter still in the sense like I, I think with shows like this, you're going to like people who are physically stronger, someone who has so much power compared to them. Taking like a another idea of that is going to be like the MonsterVerse series with Godzilla vs. Kong. Humans essentially are just playthings to them. And, and if you can express that and show that in a show, you're going to have this reaction from the audience that is like, okay, this is much more intense and this is a real challenge and a real villain. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Like uh, yeah. the character building with every single character in the show is oh. fucking fantastic. Like yes. uh, from, from the villains to like, even, even the deaths of the characters, they follow like through characters. with the deaths of the characters. You know what I mean? Like they, they're not just dead and then like unaffected by the rest of the, uh, the show and the world building. You know what I mean? Like the, world is the, like the people in, in the show who were uh, physically connected or had a relationship or something like that, like Olga with red rush. Who right. That's what, that's mostly what I was thinking about. Like red rush died. You know what I mean? And then we, we see, uh, that Debbie is selling her house and yeah. that she's going back to Moscow, you know, and that, that might have uh, future repercussions in the future as well. You know what I mean? It, it really when you have these it's taking the details of characters because like this, this shows like this not just shows like this but like shows in general you you can find there shows that do not take the character detail or into their backgrounds and stuff with this show you feel like you have details you every character that's in the show that's been that's introduced as like a, a person who has to dialogue or at least someone talks and makes themselves known for the show uh like john john hand's character the guy the dad at the very beginning of the show right uh, talking about his stepson and and stuff like that like he's just a side character but like they made him like such a main character for the first two episodes so he's still well known (laughs) right right exactly I, no, I, I, I overall like I'm extremely excited for the future of this show, uh, the movie that they're eventually going to make out of it that will have the same producers as the show. You know, like that that's super exciting, and I want to see how they're if they're how, if they're going to make multiple movies out of it, if they're going to try to encompass the entire season into one movie, how much they're going to cut from it. You know what I mean? Like, are they just going to focus on like uh, Mark and his family? You know what I mean? Like, and then cut out the majority of the other characters except for like his best friends you know what i mean uh-huh. like what are, what are they gonna what are they gonna do how are they gonna produce it i uh, said the show is gonna be the movie is gonna be very different from the show because well, yeah. of course characters and they have to cut a lot story uh, we had almost eight hours with them on the tv show but we're gonna um, have two to two and a half hours with them on the movie which means yeah. you know that's like you're only gonna get 20 percent of the content but you have to get the 20 percent that matters overall to the series so literally what they're saying is that they're gonna cut out all the side characters you might get us you might get a feature of them you know what i mean because like they're they're still important voices in the in the narrative 
but uh, we aren't going to get background stories like how e- like a- Eve fighting with her family or you know uh, Amber at the soup kitchen and stuff like that. Uh-huh. You're not you're you're going to get cut short of all that. Titan Titans deal with the, his family. And right, her, right, exactly. Take care of them while also working for Machine Head. Like you won't get those stories, but like. We'll but I hope it just doesn't feel overstuffed. You know what I mean? No. Because of because the amount of characters that they have in the series that actually are a part of the series, like even I didn't know how many uh, were actually going to be part of the series until the season finale at the end when they flashed all of these characters that I had like put to the back of my head because it wasn't relevant to the story when in fact they are relevant to the story. So (laughs) it it it, it's tying up. It like like I said, it's about world building. If you're gonna develop a show that has this many characters and stuff, you gotta develop an at least a very intricate and uh 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 uh, jeez, I can't think of a captivating world, one that will uh, uh, interest people to follow with. Um, and that's exactly what the show has done, and I really like it, and I cannot wait to see more of it. It makes me want to just buy all the volumes, like because the shit that it made me. Yeah, no, it makes me want to read the comics. You know, like comic is done. It's twelve volumes long, but like how many? Yeah, it's twelve volumes. Gotcha. Uh, So I don't know how long a volume is, uh, but I know it's like a pretty decently sized um, uh, book. But they're all graphic novels, of course, and um, I don't know. I want to look more into it. Yeah, no, me too. But uh, I, I think that's all that we have today for uh, the the show. That's all we have because season one's over, guys. Um, if you guys yeah. want to check it out, it's on Amazon Prime. And, uh, you know, just uh, binge watch that. Come at us with questions I, on our Discord. Like, uh-huh. I bet uh, the second season's going to be even more intense and blood. Oh, yeah, no, it's definitely going to be gorier. They're like, yeah. we need more gore. <laughs> uh but yeah i think uh that's it for for this episode oh wait no hold on okay i was wrong it's actually there's 25 volumes to to the invincible thing oh cool Uh, so this is gonna be uh, on for a minute (laughs) uh, i don't know if i i don't know six more seasons six more seasons (laughs) yeah keep it going yeah um i would be fine with that as long as they just cover like the main the main story and stuff like that right yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. until uh, Wednesday, guys, that's when you'll see us next. Uh, we'll have more news stories for you then. Yeah. See you later. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Spitting Nonsense podcast. If you enjoyed anything we talked about and want to support or talk to us, we have included all the links you need at the Spitting Nonsense podcast on Discord. The link is posted in the description. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>